$82,000. This monstrosity cost $82,000. What have I done? I mean, the zoo was fun, but I'm ruined. <laughs> Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons Best Moments Facebook page and NoHomers.net. I am Dando. I am Mitch. Today we're here to review, oh brother, where art thou? Not uh, art. Not art. art. It's the classy version of the, it's the king's language. Yes. How warm is it in this room today? It is sticky. I left the room to get the fan. No, what I didn't do? Turn, Turn the, fan the fan on. on. I was looking at that going, <laughs> I wonder if uh, maybe it's just here for show, maybe it doesn't work. Maybe I will put it on now. Hang on. <laughs> what you're listening to, listeners, is the sound of Dando pushing different buttons on a fan and not having any of them do anything. See, Nicola fixed this fan, and on the process of bringing it from the bedroom to here, I've broken it again. <laughs> so we're going to have no fan. That's but, all right. We're going to tough it out yes. for you, our listeners. Uh, thanks to everybody that's rated and reviewed us in the iTunes store. If you've yet to do so, please do so straight after listening to this podcast. Just jump onto iTunes. What's the best way to do it? Just go onto iTunes on the computer? Because I don't have an iPhone anymore, so I'm a bit out of whack. Yeah, I find on the computer, iTunes is the easiest way to go. I think virtually every PC has iTunes these days. If it doesn't come automatically, it's very easy to get. And then you get the joy of being able to update it every three hours. Yes. <laughs> and also, please like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash discount. Because guess what we did today? We broke the internet, didn't we? Uh, well, slightly. I'm gonna, I, I know you're excited about this one, so I'm going to go with it. Yes, Dando, <laughs> you broke the internet. Congratulations. I didn't break the internet, but I mean, up until right now, our post has had nearly 2.5 million views. Yeah. And all I did was make a crappy little meme. Which a is really basic meme that's, you know, it's kind of funny. It's, it's kind of like, hey. For those of you who don't know, it's just Homer. I'm not sure if it's in from an episode, but it's just Homer facepalm photo that I've seen before. And I just wrote, when people don't understand your Simpsons references or whatever. Yeah. And people just went gangbusters. It's exploded. A lot of people out there obviously don't understand Simpsons references. <laughs> or they have friends that don't understand it and they've experienced that. Yeah. But yeah, I just did not expect that this little crappy meme I was making at 2am while I was working on our ooh, secret plan that we're about to launch very, very soon. Yeah, and, oh, you nearly let yeah. the cat out of the bag. <laughs> I think people can work it out what it is now and just... Seinfeld podcast? podcast? <laughs> no, it's not that. Um, yeah, I didn't realise it was going so well. But anyway, I wish I had a watermarked it though. Can that- you watermark it though? I mean, it's not our image. All we did was put text over it. Someone else wants to claim it. It's a meme. That's it, the point of memes. They get shared everywhere. It's my gift to you all. <laughs> Alrighty, so here we're, today we're here to review Oh Brother, We're Out There. First thoughts on the episode before going back and re-watching it. Before we talk about the episode, I want to talk about the pizza. Oh, okay, yeah. Just before to, um, before recording tonight. We came over here and Dando had kindly ordered some food before I got here. And I was perusing through the menu of the, the, the pizza land. It's not called Pizza Land, rather. Pizzas with Attitude out in Orlane. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll give him a shout out. Yeah. Really, really nice people. Sandra, out there, um, if you're listening. Thank eight, you. Eight dollar large? Yeah, eight dollar large pizza on a Tuesday. You cannot go wrong with that. And we're not talking like a crummy little Domino's pizza. These are proper handmade with love pizzas. Welcome to our official sponsors, Domino's, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone for something I've never seen on a pizza menu before, which is a lamb souvlaki pizza. Yeah. Holy shit. How has, how has no one ever thought to combine two of the greatest late night foods into one before this, how is this the first time I've ever seen it? Like, souvlaki, it had a great sasiki little base, had some garlic coming through there, lamb shavings as if it's come straight off your dirty two-in-the-morning kebab, mm. and then a pizza base. It couldn't go wrong. So much cheese. So much <laughs> cheese. It was I just, delightful. I've been getting pizzas from there for years, so I just assume that every pizza shop by now would have them. They should. Yeah, exactly. They should be I had the chicken everywhere. souvlaki. It's great. Yeah. It's amazing. If you haven't... 
if you go into a pizza shop and demand, if they don't have it on the menu, that they need to put souvlaki pizza on the menu because it's amazing. Uh, second, I, I was trying to think of what other food combos that we could have now. like On pizza? No, well, a four-finger discount pizza. F- well, what would that be? A gummy de Milo. <laughs> gummy penis de Milo <laughs> surrounded by cheddar. <laughs> yeah. No, I was thinking uh, hot dog burgers. Yeah. Why doesn't that exist well, in more places? They've got a hot dog... Uh, pizza there hot doggy they, they do have a hot dog pizza they've got a nacho pizza yeah. corn chips on pizza they're just ex- pizza. They're mad scientists yeah. the pizza <laughs> yeah should we start okay. talking about pizza now, and talk about the episode now we what? can talk about the episode I've got that out of my yes. system alright then so what were your first thoughts going back and before rewatching it I was very very much looking forward to this one yeah uh, so was I Danny DeVito's performance is you know the main reason that I wanted to go back into it a really really funny episode that I remembered I, I didn't remember specific lines so much but just remembered in general really enjoying this episode and there was just so many gags like when Herb was hanging out with the family whilst Homer was fucking everything up yeah I completely forgot about all that it's hilarious yeah it's really really good the standout memory for me of this one is that first moment they see each other yeah with the, the with the window yeah and the um almost Robert Altman style overlapping dialogue like that hey you look like me except you got a little more and a little less yeah that little bit I thought was very cool and sophisticated kind of for, for TV what you would expect to see in a cartoon it's not often that they would go to the effort of having two voice actors speaking at the same time so you can't hear one another I just forgot how genuinely happy Herb was just to have family yeah he was touched because he he, had, he obviously had just gone his whole life, but he says, I'm a lonely, lonely guy to his board executives. Yeah. And then he has his new family in his life. I just completely forgot just how happy he was just to be surrounded by kids and stuff. As successful as he is, he does say early on, homie, you're the richest man I know. And I think <laughs> you, they really set him up early as that being this guy that as financially successful as he's been, he's on the wane a little bit and not really fulfilled in what his life is. And he kind of sees Homer as being his ticket to that. One thing I did forget was just how depressing the ending was. Like, I really felt bad for Homer. Catching the Greyhound bus out of town with no money left. Yeah, that exactly. Hurts. But apparently, it said on, on um, the Wikipedia page mm-hmm. that they brought uh, DeVito back for the, when Herb returns because of the sad ending. They felt that viewers were so outraged by how depressing the ending was, they needed to bring him back to settle the differences. Oh, was it that depressing? I thought it was a nice comedy ending. What? How was it a comedy ending? I have because, no brother. No, because as you said... Homer thinks it's all going wrong, and through Homer's buffoonery, he screws everything up for this other person. It's one of those everything he touches turns to shit type things that, that it's like a Larry David episode. But that's not depressed. That's not the depressing aspect. The depressing aspect is Homer didn't realize he was ruining everything. He, he the whole time thought he was doing good, and he stuffed everything up for Herb, lost all of his money, and he's like, I'm really sorry, and Herb just doesn't forgive him. Yeah, but again, that's kind of. Well, he's not going to forgive him. He can't yeah. turn around and go, ah, oh, it's all right. I didn't like the money anyway. Or the yacht, <laughs> or the horse, or the free trips to the zoo. Yeah. It's also the first appearance of Mona Simpson in this episode. I'm not sure whether we see her, but he speaks of her because Grandpa cheated on his mother. Yes. Yes. And that's one thing I forgot as well, how Herb came about. How sleazy. Yeah. Sh- backdoor shenanigans at the carnival. Grandpa. She, what was it? <laughs> you um, old dog. She'd do things your mother would never do. Like have sex for money. Yeah. <laughs> A little tidbit before we start and get to the full review. Um, apparently, Nancy Cartwright was so enthusiastic and happy to be meeting Danny DeVito that when he walked into the room, she turned around in her chair and completely knocked him over. Yeah. yeah. It'd be hard to knock Danny DeVito over. He's got a real low center of gravity. <laughs> You're you like trying to, to knock over a boulder. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And apparently, he was in such a rush that he had to record all of his scenes first and then the cast had to re- record around it. Okay. Which is understandable. What a, year was this? This is 91, so Batman what? Returns. Yeah, it would have been uh, around that time. I, I'm wondering... The TV show Taxi, that was probably earlier oh, than that. Dude, well, that was 70s. That was like 70s, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah okay. So he, he, had, wasn't hair, doing, he had hair. Yeah, so it was, it was 
post taxi pre it's kindergarten cop pre it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Isn't he kindergarten cop? Is he no, I don't think he's in kindergarten oh, he? cop. Oh, he's in twins. Twins with what well, I think kindergarten cop just with Schwarzenegger's in it. Yeah. No, there's a kid. Actually, no, this is why. There's a kid that looks like Danny looks DeVito. Like a, you know the kid? <laughs> yeah. He's the one that says, girl, uh, boys have penises, girls, girls have, have vaginas. Yeah. yeah, his little mini DeVito. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Alrighty, so it starts off with... Oh, mi- I've, well, as long as we're on little tidbits as well, by the way, the yeah. title, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Obviously not a reference to the George Clooney, Clooney. Uh, film because that came out... Well, after this, came out about nine years after this. It was actually referencing a really obscure John Sturgis film from way back. Uh, See, I always thought it was just like a Shakespeare play or something. just sounds like it. Yeah, well, it, it is a little bit Shakespearean with the art. Uh, yeah. Where for art thou, where Romeo? Art thou? Yeah. But no, it was, it's more now, since that movie came out, became a, a mega success that it kind of retrospectively... You was just it, kind of think, oh, they must have been taking that off. But Was it really a mega, mega success? The soundtrack certainly was. What was the soundtrack? Man of Constant Sorrow. It's oh, okay. one of the greatest singles off any movie soundtrack of all time. <laughs> so it starts off with uh, the McBain movie. Well, the, the final sequence of the McBain movie. Because if you get all the clips, it actually makes a mini movie. Yeah. We all know that now. If you're a Simpsons fan, you know that. Of course. And I thought it was a diehard uh, parody at the end of The Guy Falling, Mendoza Falling, but... I think you said it's not. Well, not directly. I mean, slightly a little bit. Like, you've got the top-down version of the guy falling down to the street, yeah. but it's not exactly the same as the way Hans is kind of falling down, arms up in the sky, looking directly at camera. So, maybe a little bit, but not entirely. Do you think the finale, just off topic for just one second, the, the closing scene, that shot there of Die Hard, is very anticlimactic? He just falls, like fucking Leonardo DiCaprio on Titanic. Um, Except Leonardo put more effort into showing enthusiastic that he's going down. I don't know about... Well, that's not the final scene, though. I don't like, say the, final, the final showdown with the... Of, that's what I meant. Closing sequence of hands, yeah. Yeah. It might be a little bit, but at the same time, it's more believable than Hans and John McClane suddenly go toe-to-toe. Like, Hans isn't a fighter. He's just a sophisticated kind of organiser of men. But no, I just think so, that... Not the fact that he got dropped off the building. I just think that he didn't show any emotion when he was dropped. Well, you don't like, have that much time, Dando. Like, he's probably had two seconds before he's hit the ground. As in slow motion, man. He had plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so, um, so it's the McBain movie. And this is actually, this was supposed to be the first time we saw McBain. Mm. It wasn't. When was the first time we saw him? Was it last episode? Homer versus Lisa from the Eighth Commandment, I think it was. Yeah. But yeah, so this was originally meant to be the, the first time we saw McBain, but it wasn't. Uh, so then it's actually, we find out that it's Grandpa and Jasper watching it at the cinema. And it's a James Bond parody at the end of the McBain movie, isn't it? You it is. It out. But McBain will return and you have the right to remain dead. dead. And I never realised that as a kid. Because you've never watched a James Bond film in your life. I've watched the start of one the other day. Uh, well, that's that's something. <laughs> Nicola's like, I might buy you the complete Blu-ray collection for Christmas. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Okay, good. That's that's the only way that I'll ever you know, start to accept you as a full man is if you've watched them all. <laughs> what if I watch half of them? You can pick two or three movies from each actor and get by with it. I'll accept that. I do, I do know the Madonna song. Die another day. Yeah, good. That's the one that killed the series. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I just love how Grandpa's shattered that he had to pay two fifty to watch this. The screen was too small. The floor was sticky. The romantic subplot felt tacked on. In short, we demand a refund. Classic old man complaining yeah. at the cinema. Yeah, and I love uh, what's one of their complaints is, uh, and the romantic subplot felt tacked on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is what sets up Grandpa having the heart attack because he's so outraged by this movie. That's another thing I didn't remember, like how Homer finds out that he has the brother. Yeah. Grandpa has the heart attack, goes to hospital, and obviously he tells Homer, you've got a stepbrother because he feels like, I need to tell you now before I die. Before I die. It's one of the great sort of non sequitur openings to then spark off a completely different storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it's something that they started doing a lot of in the later years, but this is one of the earlier examples of them having something completely unrelated to anything. Yeah. 
spurring the events of the rest of the episode. And then we have Grandpa telling everyone how he cheated on Mona. I was like, Grandpa, I've lost some respect for you, sir. I completely yeah. forgot about this. Yeah. And he's just so open with it. But he, did you notice that the chick that he slept with looks very much like Princess Kashmir? I didn't pay much attention to that, no, actually. Oh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> But you just, like, Mind you, you see Princess Kashmir everywhere. We were walking down the street the other day, and you're like, oh my god, that woman looks just like Princess Kashmir. Didn't, didn't she, though? Yeah, well, you didn't have to follow her home, though. I just couldn't believe that Grandpa slept with a carny. I think that suits Abe, to be honest. I How? feel like that's right at his level. Aim for the middle. <laughs> Is that the middle, though? It's probably not. Sorry it's- to all the carnies out there listening. Do you reckon they've got their iPhones out listening to the podcast? They've got... Stolen iPhones listening to the podcast, <laughs> I assume. So basically, Homer finds out that he's got yeah. a half brother. We do see Mona in this because she delivers, like she gives birth to Homer, and That's it. baby yeah. Homer looks hilarious. By the way, it's just yeah. Homer's head on a baby. <laughs> but yeah, she says, "Abe, I want Homer to grow up respecting his father. He must never know about that that carnival incident." Okay. Promise you won't tell him. I promise. Whoops! Forget what I just told you. <laughs> Little tidbit, voiced by Maggie Roswell. Who was? Homer's mother at that moment. Really? Yes. Where did you learn this? Audio commentary? Audio commentary. Damn it, I knew I should have listened to it. (laughs) You've got me this episode. (laughs) I'm off to a flyer, but I don't have as much for the second half, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Homer says, I like when Homer says to Grandpa, I must have been your favourite. Hmm, interesting theory. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like I said, I kind of lost a little bit of respect for Grandpa there. I've always liked Grandpa, but I, I... I'm just really anti-cheating on your spouse. Like, oh, of course. As we all should be, don't yeah. you think? And I just, I didn't see it in him. I actually thought Mona would be more likely to cheat on Abe. Because, let's be honest, Mona's a pretty good wife, except when she's been a radical later on. But yeah. she, get, but Grandpa is the reason she does that. Yeah. Well, and even the fact that she's accepting of it. She finds out that he's cheated on yeah. her. Yeah. She still has a kid with him. Still has a kid with him sometime later. Yeah. It's, uh, that's quite phenomenal. What a woman. <laughs> I also really like Homer's line. This is one of the first... Maybe not the first, but uh, uh, did we touch on this in Homer versus the Eighth Commandment or not? Homer's starting to get dumber. Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment, Sorry. please. Pardon me. <laughs> I stand corrected. I bow before the Temple of Dando. Uh, but yeah, Homer is really starting to get stupider yeah, in these episodes. Yeah, a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, yeah and uh, he is. This is a carry on with that, like, Homer, I'm going to die one day. Oh, Dad, you and your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's an example of him just, and there are a number of them throughout this episode. There's later on when he's looking through the phone book and it's like, H, it could stand for Herbert. It's yep. a long shot, but like little moments like that where he's just very, very simple. Well, it's actually a scene coming up right now when he goes to look for the orphanage where Herb was. Yeah. And he goes to the petrol station and he, that's where he yells out the name of the episode. Oh, brother, where art thou? And it's one of those Homer being overdramatic for no reason now. Yeah. He's starting to transition into that bumbling fool. Yeah. And the guy's like, hey, it's the wise guy actually, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Hey, buddy. They've moved across the street. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And then we get another scene where Homer's stupid. It's a very similar one to, like, the Thompsons. I think he's talking to you because he just doesn't yeah, get the yeah. message. So exactly. The guy trying to, like, well, Dr. Hibbert's Hibbert. brother. Yeah. Hibbert's how many got- brothers does Hibbert have? That's what I thought, too. I wrote it down. Like, how many brothers does Hibbert have so that he doesn't know about? Bleeding Gums Murphy. Yeah. Mine was an old jazz musician. <laughs> um, and and now this guy. Does this guy even have a name? Maybe. Orphanage, is Orphanage like, Hibbert. Is, is his last name Hibbert? I don't I'm think sure. it was mentioned. I don't. I don't even know if I saw the title on there. Yeah, mind that, you, if he was adopted himself, then his last name could be anything. Yeah, but if it had the name Hibbert, that would be that would give away the gag before he actually says it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I'm assuming maybe not, but it could be wrong. Mister Black. But yeah, do you want to explain what Homer does here that makes him so stupid? Yeah, of course. So he's asking where Herb went, and the guy says to him, "Well, you know, it's against regulations for us to tell you that." And then he tries to, at first subtly, and then very blatantly, tell Homer exactly where it is. Homer just fails to see it, and then tries to give him a bribe. Yeah. <laughs> between the lines, you fool. No! Oh, I get it. Okay. 
Here's 20 bucks. Now will you tell me where my brother lives? Mr. Simpson, I don't want Just to... take it and tell me. Detroit. He lives in Detroit. Fine. Thank you. Third Homer says, I'm going to look up in the phone book. Remember when you had to look for numbers in the phone book? Yeah. It was always really daunting. Like, yeah. if you wanted to try and call a girl, uh, particularly if it was a girl from school, A, you had to find out what their parents' name was. And their address. And there'd always be five or six different options. If you didn't know their address, you're just looking through a suburb or something along yeah. those lines. So, it was, it was like Russian roulette as to whether or not they were going to answer the phone. And, uh, no, or even be at the property. You know what was more annoying? Was when someone that you wanted to call had their number f- out of the phone book. Ah, oh, it's frustrating. Yeah, it's like being on private. This 90s version of being on private. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, you used to have to pay for that. I don't know if you still do. Really? It was like three bucks a month to have a, a private number. So, they, you have to pay so that your details aren't released to the public. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Australia. Good old democracy. <laughs> so, then Homer calls. And this is another guy that I didn't pick up on as a kid, but I thought it was funny. They make it out like Homer's going through this all these numbers in the phone book. It's three numbers. Yeah. <laughs> you think he's been there for hours, but it's just three. And then there's the H Power. Hello. Is this H Powell of Detroit, Michigan? Yeah. By any chance, does the H stand for Herbert? Yeah. Woohoo! Woo! The H stands for Herbert! So he asks, was he adopted? Yeah. Uh, he says yes. What from the Shelbyville orphanage? And you sort of see, you get these moments of realization through that conversation from Herb, where he's like, hang on. This guy actually knows something about me. Yeah. So it instantly kind of buys this credibility from Homer's point of view that this really, really rich guy doesn't just write it off as being a crank call. He's like, holy shit, this guy it must be my brother. Yeah. Which is kind of cool and kind of powerful. And it's also from this scene and up until they actually meet, did you notice that they only ever draw Herb from behind? They deliberately really? hold back the reveal of his face up until too. you see him and Homer next to each other. I didn't notice that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, very, very cool. Yeah. And and then you get the, the reveal in that scene as well of her being rich, where Homer's like, catch the next train to Springfield. We've got a couch that folds out. And then he goes, tell you what, why don't you come to my place? Yeah. And then it zooms out to find him living in this gigantic mansion. That's a really good way to go to a commercial. Yeah, that is a great end of your first act. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, in the second act, we get the classic, are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? And then Marge threatens to turn the car around, and Homer's like, but Marge, I want to see my brother. Oh, for God's sakes, Homer, it's an empty threat. Another sign of Homer kind of being an idiot. Yeah, but it reminded me of my childhood. Just so many times my mother and my father would threaten me, not threaten me abusively, but just threaten me with things, and you look back now and you think, they never meant any of that. Yeah. But I believed it. I I did what they told me to do. Yeah, uh, I would have got... If you don't eat your vegetables, I'm throwing all of your cricket gear in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, now I look back and you spent eight hundred dollars on yeah. that. You're not throwing that away. <laughs> at, at the time, you're like, "Good God Almighty, I'm gonna my eat bat!" Yeah. <laughs> not the bat. Not the Sho- sh- start shoveling broccoli in with both hands. Even the shame on flipper ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's- one thing about the are we yet? Are we there yet? This yeah. episode has a few moments of repetitive kind of humor yep there's the that are we there yet are we yet there yet there's the pork, the pork? no yeah, wait, wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute yeah yeah the constant <laughs> rep- repetition of the pork uh this episode was written in three days um, i think it was slightly due to time constraints so there are some really clear moments where from a purely technical writing standpoint they're trying to pad it out as much as they possibly can but they pull it off brilliantly because every time they do it they they really like they milk it for laughs it, it never feels like just trying to repeat and just being boring. They always get a really good laugh out of it. The, the last act could possibly be seen as that, though. It's just a lot of Homer just in the boardroom with the team and her having fun with the family. It's not a great... Yeah, there's not, not, a, not great a great deal of progression. Not a great deal of variety happening, you know? It's just sort of funny funny gags, good yeah. story, but it's just a lot of the same thing over and over again. Yeah. But f- funny in itself still, though. So then we get to the board meeting of Herb explaining... Well, this is where we find out a real 
just how lonely Herb is. Yeah. And just how he's just, he surrounded himself with just yes men, yes graduates, I guess you call it. Harvard graduates. At my work, we call them graduates. I don't know if it's so much yes men because a lot of them are giving ideas that he doesn't like. Yeah, that is true. But it's definitely just corporate suits that all kind of have no personality. Like they're all essentially the same person in that office. And you see here that he's not happy with his life. He's not really happy with where his business is at at the moment either. Uh, They're losing ground in the Japanese market for one. So as much as... Again, they see him as being successful. They set him up as being successful. They show you that he's a successful man that's maybe in decline and is starting to become a little bit stressed about things. And you, can, you also get the vibe at this point too that he wants to make a shift in his business model. Like he wants, yeah. to, he wants to appeal to the everyman. Persephone? Mm-hmm. What the hell kind of name is Persephone? She was the Greek goddess of spring and rebirth. Oh, and get this, sir. She was carried off to Hades by the king of the underworld. While there, she ate six pomegranates. People don't want cars named after hungry old Greek broads. They want names like Mustang and Cheetah. It's exactly right, though. People don't want a car called Persephone. I don't want a car called Persephone. No, I don't want a car that I can't pronounce. And then the family arrived, and this is where they meet Herb, and they had that really cool... I just I just love the animation of it. Like you said, they, the reveal of Homer's Herb's face. face. In, the reflection in the window in the, of the in car the, as it goes yeah, down, yeah. and as the window comes down, it's exactly his face, but with hair. You, you look just like... Except, except you, got you got a little, little more. Yeah, and a little, little less. God, I feel, I feel so... You can just see the joy. Yeah. And you feel the emotion of the scene. Just instant hug. Yeah. It's actually quite incredible that you said that DeVito recorded all of his scenes beforehand, purely because of the fact that it feels like he and Castellanato have got such great chemistry in all the scenes that they share together, particularly that one. It sounds like they're embracing in the studio. Yeah. (laughs) And that just speaks to the the quality of actor that they both are. And then Homer... or. Herb shows the house and Homer says the line, Oh my god, the bastard's rich. Yeah. And I thought, Oh, we've missed the bastard bit. Oh, yeah, when did he say that? Uh, that's when they're on their way out, when they're driving out there. And oh, Bart, of course. Oh, when when we gonna- bastard, 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 bastard. You know what the Fox's censors said about that? What did they say? They got back a note that said, Lose seven bastards. <laughs> How many were there? Bastard, bastard. Well, obviously seven bastard, more than bastard. that. <laughs> and I pointed out, I'm not sure whether I'm right, I'd like the listeners to tell me, is Bart singing that in the tone of the Simpsons theme song? Yeah, Dando uh, picked up on that, particularly the bastard, bastard. Yeah, bastard, bastard. It's the da 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 That's what I think, anyway. There's a few times in the show where they, they whistle tunes or whatever, and it's very similar. To, oh, well, Bart's whistled the Simpsons theme song just straight up once. Yeah, right. I think it's the episode, maybe Bart gets famous or something. Anyway. Just tell me if I'm right. Send in listeners, message the page and tell me whether you think that Bart Just is saying bastard in the For the love of God, so. listeners, tell him that he's right anyway. Otherwise, he gets <laughs> stroppy through the week and I have to deal with it. Yes. So, Herb's met Homer and then Homer introduces his family. And once again, someone from the outside commenting on how hot Marge is. In Simpsons universe, Marge must be smoking. Yeah. I Real foxy mama, like, yeah. mother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Milf before there was one. Yeah, I suppose. Well, I don't know if anyone would in Simpsons world would go so far as to... Mo would. Mo would. <laughs> Mo would, absolutely. Midge, <laughs> Midge I'd like to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you went there. And then he, uh, he gets introduced to Lisa and Bart, and Bart says he's a little hellraiser. There's a that really good moment where, as he's introducing the kids, Herb's little line, all born in wedlock. Yeah. Yeah, but the boy was a close call. Mm-hmm. And then they both <laughs> just have a little nod. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I also liked when he says, do you want to hold the baby? He's like, it's fine, it's fine, you'll be fine. He just throws Maggie at yeah. him. And then that's when he says, Homer, you're the richest man I know. I feel the same about you. 
And then uh, Herb showing the family around. This is the classic um, Homer can't believe there's a 24-hour chef who's willing to cook food. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly pork. Yeah, pork chops. Anytime, day or night, cook will make you anything you want. Even pork chops? Absolutely. We have a tennis court, a swimming pool, you a screening mean if room. I want pork chops even in the middle of the night, your guy will fry them up? Sure. That's what he's paid for. Because I would feel exactly the same way. Because back then, was room service a big deal in Australia back then? I suppose I was a kid. So I was I too really young know. to be in hotels, but I imagine it would have been anywhere. But how great would it be to have, have own- it in your own residence? Yeah. It's like Macaulay Culkin in Richie Rich when he has a McDonald's yeah. in his lounge room. Man, that was my dream. I used yeah. to watch that movie going, oh, someday. Yeah. Some- <laughs> someday. Someday when I'm rolling in that sweet podcast coin, <laughs> I'm going to open a Maccas. I also love the scene that comes later on when Homer actually, you do see Homer taking him up on that. I thought that's a good callback that they have in the, the yeah. room calls. Hello, Cook. Sorry to bother you so late, but I got a hankering for some... That's right. Don't forget the applesauce. Homer calls up Grandpa and tells him how rich Herb is, and he's like... A millionaire! Oh, I kept the wrong one. And then Grandpa tells Homer, okay, don't just don't screw it up. Yep. I will be there soon, which is a good setup for the gag at the end of the episode. So then Herb's showing Homer around all the cars, and he gets him to pick one out. If you work in the car industry, you'd really appreciate this joke. You know what these things cost me? There's maybe 40 bucks worth of steel in them. The other thing, the writers said that they really liked that joke as well because they often in The Simpsons would try to, every now and then they'd have actual facts and they thought that that was a really good gag to throw in that could have some people be like, is there really only $40 in those cars? Like, (laughs) it's one of those, they think it's satiring what's real when in reality it's just a throwaway joke. Yeah, but but yeah, I can understand people probably watched it and genuinely believed it. Yeah. But it's because The Simpsons are so good at parodying things. If they've done so many parodies already, you would believe it. If yeah, you didn't know like, nothing about cars, you'd believe it. Exactly. When you have enough credibility, when you say something then with a straight face that's a flat-out lie, people will believe you. Even it's though it. it's super ridiculous, it's something that you could... Yeah. You, 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 I know, you toy with it. You're like, that could possibly be real. No, it can't be. But, it, <laughs> but could it be? And it's in this scene that we also now see that Herb is upset with the company's He's had enough. Yeah, he's upset with the, the direction that they're trying to take it in. They got, well, they're going so nowhere. Homer asks for a big car, and he's told, Americans don't want big cars. And then he's asked for a car with plenty of pep. He says, I'm sorry, our cars don't have pep. Why not? Because Americans don't want cars with pep. The he's, classic herb. Yeah. Homer, where are you from? America. <laughs> I was so outraged. Yeah. I'm from America. Yeah. yeah. How dare you? And then Herb says, I want to pay you $200,000 a year. And Homer says, and I, I want to let, let you. you. <laughs> So basically, Homer's now in charge of designing this new car for yeah. Herb that's going to save his company, basically. Yeah. Well, that's what he thinks. Going back and watching it now, there's so many clues throughout the episode where Herb should have picked up that this is not working. Yeah. And because he's so blinded by having family around him, he doesn't pick up on it. He just ignores it, flat out, yeah, deliberately ignores it. And he does say, when he comes in, it's like, I don't want you to tell me anything. I don't want to say anything until it's finished. I think that's his exact words. Oh, does he, he actually drops. say that? Because I've got it written here, how did Herb not see the car before it was finished? Yeah, no. I think it was more that he probably knew in his head, we've been doing things the wrong way, and it's going to be hard for me to, to not want to do what we normally do, so I just need to stay out of this until the very end, I yeah. imagine. That's what he's gone through. And then all these people that he disagrees with who are trying very hard to do the right thing and save the company just get shafted for the rest of the episode. Yeah, yeah. You can sort of feel sorry for them because this is just his family that's come in, and you can see this guy isn't the right choice. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about They're it. They're professional engineers, Yeah, <laughs> and they've just had some nobody come in and start telling them what to do. Yeah. One of my favorite things is like that little ball that you put on your antenna so you know where your car is in the car park. Every car should have yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens is he, when he first introduces Homer to the team, 
he basically talks him up like the greatest thing in the world. Like, this guy's going to save our company. Yeah. Herb leaves. So, uh, Mr. Simpson, what do you want to do with your car? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the great lines. And it's it's exactly what the common person would do as well. If you got given an open book, like a completely clean slate, it said, design a car, where would you start? Yeah. <laughs> Ashtray? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giant cup holders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what I was thinking? The when car already, all, already has cup holders. No, I said my yeah. drink. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I was thinking of when I watched this scene with Herb, Turk at, uh, Herb talking at home about, would be as if we went to like the Simpsons studio and Al Jean was like, these guys are geniuses. They're going to bring the ratings back. They're going to save the show. What would we do? We'd probably ruin everything. No, no, no. We'd save it. I... 100%. I would <laughs> double viewings within a month. Do you reckon? Do you, honestly, not bullshit aside, do you think we could produce some good Simpsons episodes? Turn me loose in that studio? I'd go nuts. Really? I, I genuinely... Maybe I've we should... grown do- up watching that show for so long. Like, I... I it's, that's incredibly arrogant of me to say, I admit. And no, I, in reality, I don't know. I've never sat down and actually written week in, week out before for a TV show. That would be the hard thing, week in, week out. Yeah, you know? I reckon I could pitch five or six good episodes and then I would rely on a team of writers to help kind of fill that, the way that episode would work. We've toyed with the idea of writing a dummy script, just whacking it, on our, uh, whacking it somewhere. And then, <laughs> and then um, I've, lost, I've lost myself now. Oh yeah, writing a dummy script and then wake up and seeing what people think about it. Yeah, which would be a lot of fun to do, and it might be something we could do over the holidays. We'll LJ get... won't read it. No, LJ won't read it uh, <laughs> because of Simpsons policy, but that's fine. Um, but no, yeah, it'd be it would be a lot of fun to do, and just sort of see could we do it? Could I make it funny line by line rather than just say here's a funny idea? I think it gets to the point that we're, we're realizing just how much of our life we're wasting writing this script. That's going to actually mean nothing at the end of the day. It's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> Every other script that I've written, I've generally written so I can then go and do that thing, yeah. not just write it and then go, well, I'll throw that out now. But obviously, the team aren't taking Homer seriously. No. They're just- Send him out for coffee as a way to help. Yeah. And then Herb picks up on this and he's just- well, We'll get the classic phone call that we mentioned earlier in the episode. Yeah. Before that, Herb's give, Herb gives him a really good speech. It's almost like an I am nature's greatest miracle type speech. It's Carl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's believe in yourself, you idiot. Get yeah. back in there. Be confident. You can do this. Is that, yeah, that is after that point, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. he goes in there and starts throwing his weight around and they're just like, this isn't working, this isn't working, I have to call Herb. Yeah, exactly. And the, the good thing about this gag is what I loved about it is they could have just taken the easy way out and had him or have the audience hear him say all the bad things about Homer. Yeah. But you have to actually use your imagination just to imagine, I wonder why he actually is the complete opposite of what he's saying. Yeah. Like, just how bad it was. Yeah. Homer Simpson is a brilliant man with lots of well-thought-out practical ideas. He is ensuring the financial security of this company for years to come. Oh, yes. And his personal hygiene is above reproach. Whoa, I think great. Homer, I'm Way to go, The hygiene is the best part. Exactly, because that's a bit where you do imagine that phone call where you've gone, okay, so that he's saying he's not good, he's saying he's going to cost the company a fortune, and then he's just thrown in there and he stinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he smells bad. <laughs> And he, and he talks funny, and he doesn't know how to tie his shoelaces. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, we actually missed something as well. We see that um, the rest of the family are actually hanging out with Herb, and he says to the kids, what do you want to do? Lisa's like, pony ride. Bart says, boat ride. So, another one of those repetitive things. I want to go on a pony ride, Uncle Herb. I want to go on a boat ride, Uncle Herb. Pony ride. Boat ride. Pony ride. Boat ride. Pony ride. Pony ride. Boat ride. Pony ride. Boat ride. Pony ride. Pony ride. The it's, ultimate compromise. Yeah. Ride a pony on a boat. Yeah. And Marge says, I hope we're not... Um, well, actually, Herb says, kids are so easy to please. Yeah. It's that mentality of... How good would it be to be a To just person? have money. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're so easy to please. I've just hired a boat and got a pony on it. I assume it's his boat. Yeah, well, okay. Well, he's got he's bought a he boat. He just owns a boat. And he's willing to let a pony run around on it. He doesn't give a shit. He'll just buy a new one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
and the subject of the kids playing as well, um, there was one really good bit of animation that was very subtle. It's only a joke that lasted about a second. It was when yeah. they're playing Marco Polo in the pool, going back a few scenes. Mm. Uh, Bart cheating at Marco Polo. Was he? What was he doing? Yeah. Well, the idea of Marco Polo oh, is he's swim the around. Pool, of course. Exactly. You're supposed to swim around blind, say Marco Polo, and you know that's how you find them. But uh, but yeah, Bart running around the edge of the pool, calling out Polo, so there's no chance of Lisa ever getting to him. Yeah, I didn't even pick and it it's, it's a blink and you miss it type joke. But again, it's one of those great examples of no wasted time. <laughs> what I like in that scene was they're playing Marco Polo. They're doing nothing wrong. Homer's like, shut up, kids. They're just playing Marco Polo. Uh, but another, speaking of Bart and Lisa, what I liked about when they went to the zoo, mm. they really highlight just how different the kids are. Bart's in the penguin thing, chasing yep. the penguin around, yep. traumatizing it. Lisa's like, how you doing, Mr. Penguin? Do you miss the Antarctic? Yeah. It's just the complete opposites. And I, I, I find now I am more like Lisa because that's what I'm like. You are just polite to penguins? I... Inconsiderate. Where Lisa's just, I'm a, I'm a real animal lover, so I'm considerate like that. Where Bart's, I would never chase a penguin around and traumatize it. Would you? No, not traumatize it by any means. So, like, <laughs> I can sort of imagine Mini Mitch being a shit of a kid and chasing a penguin. No, I don't know that I would have done. I was a pretty timid kid, to be honest. Timid? Oh, yeah, I was meek. So, you wouldn't walk around saying, I am the prodigy Grinter. <laughs> I was arrogant, but physically timid. <laughs> in, in what aspect is a five-year-old arrogant, though? How, how can a five-year-old be arrogant? Uh, I think I learned how to be sarcastic very, very quickly. Yeah. It was probably one of the first life skills that I had. <laughs> you are very good at being uh, sarcastic. Yeah. Cutting and cynical is my default setting. I yeah. thought you were going to give me a sarcastic response to that. That was the perfect setup. Oh, yeah, Dando. It was just great. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, where are we now? So, Homer's designing the car. And you told me in the audio commentary, they pointed out this is their favorite spot in the whole episode. Yeah, it's when they design a car based on everything he's asked for. And it it doesn't look too bad. It looks all right, yeah. You look and go, yeah, kind of European style modeling sports car. Homer just tears it to pieces. Like, no, 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 <laughs> Draws no. Draws on no. it first and then yeah. crushes it up. Yeah. Draws his own design, puts it up. And then if you get this, it's a great freeze frame. Just the look of sincerity on his face as he points at it. It's like, there, there is the answer to all of your troubles. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like the Batmobile. It does a little bit, yeah. In Batmobile, the but with a bubble. Yeah, with a bubble, yeah. yeah. That's the 1960s Adam West Batmobile that we're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also like that when Homer's saying how annoying the kids are in the back seat, he wants something to distract them, whatever. Yeah. The guy gives the reasonable response. Great, to- great response. Maybe a built-in video game would keep them entertained? You're fired! What is my brother paying you for? What about a, a separate soundproof bubble dome for the kids with optional restraints and muzzles? Bullseye! But then we have the big reveal. Yeah. And it's just not good news. Great ad. Oh, how good is it? Homer driving a lot. How many car designers get to star in their own ad? Yeah, there wouldn't many. be very many. But all my life, I've wanted a car. It's just, it's really, really cool. And I love that Homer himself. Narrates obviously, it. it's Castellanata, but Homer does a really good job of that narration. He's very serious. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds. It's, it it just sounds great. It he sounds, sounds really luxurious. He sounds pleased with himself. Yeah. <laughs> And then the big reveal, and it's the oh, <laughs> from Herb. <laughs> oh Jesus! But uh, and I, I love the question: What does this monstrosity cost? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Eighty-two thousand. Eighty-two thousand dollars. <laughs> and now eighty-two thousand American dollars in nineteen ninety-one. So that's like for Australians instantly double. So let's say that's like really 100. was a double at that point. Uh, I was. Close, I know it was close to double in ninety-nine. Yeah. Well, let's say. It's 130 grand Australian in 1991. No, so, no average man's going to buy the average no. car. So by today, probably 200 grand. Yeah, ballpark. A lot of money. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but I didn't understand though. How can this put this company out of business if he's only built a prototype? Yeah, I guess in the background you kind of worry about has he like how much has he committed to it? He did say put every other project on hold. 
So you assume that there's been no income coming for a little while, no new cars coming off the How production How long have they line. been there for? Well, I suppose it was only a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, in that case, they turned it around pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's one of those things you have suspended. It's just bad press and the shareholders jump yeah. ship. <laughs> bad press. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I actually had written down here, but you've explained to me how did Herb not like give the approval of the commercial and everything first? Yeah. You didn't actually want to know anything about it. That actually makes sense to me. That's a good out for the writers. Yeah. Because it, that's what made that seem funny that Herb was seeing it with the audience. Yeah. And he was just as disgusted as the audience yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, <laughs> I love... Is Homer just being oblivious to it and waving. still waving and then playing Lakushka Racha on the horn? <laughs> yeah. They, they set that up earlier on. It, the, the horn should be Lakushka Racha. Yeah. But there's just that moment on the dais. It's like. <laughs> I think, though, with Homer's, the way they've drawn him, though, he's not so much happy. I think he looks a bit awkward. I think he's doesn't know whether to smile. Oh, yeah. Or it's... Awkward. But, I mean, just completely oblivious to the fact that everyone hates it. You reckon? I reckon. At that very moment, it would have taken him a moment to tweak. Oh, uh, no, I think the Keep one- in mind how dumb he is all episode. Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. Or oh, you, you are right, okay? You are right. Thank you. Don't kill me. Put the knife <laughs> down. So, and then obviously we get the final scene where Herb is just, well, his business is gone. It's completely closed down, which is a bit unrealistic. But anyway, we'll go with it. And he's catching the, the, the bus, just the everyday man bus. So now Herb is the everyday man. Yeah. Well, he's become one anyway. He's become the uh, common American. Yeah. And he says goodbye. The family says goodbye to him. Gee, Herb, because of me, you lost your business, your home, and all your possessions. I can't help but think that maybe you would have been better off if I'd never come into your life. Maybe I would have been better off. Maybe? Why, you spongehead? Of course I'd have been better off. As far as I'm concerned, I have no brother. This is the scene I was telling you about where I think they needed to go back to it again, where he says, I have no brother. Apparently, audiences just weren't happy about that. Well, audiences that, that line. need to harden up, if you ask me. Yeah. I got, I've got no issue with it, because they then have Grandpa coming in, and they get laughs out of that next scene of, uh, oh, like, get hop in, Granddad, I'll explain on the way. Uh, sorry, Dad, I'll explain on the way. And he's like, oh, you ruined it, didn't you? And then he just jumps in the taxi and drives off on them. Yeah. And then they have the touching moment where Bart, at the very end, says, I actually thought your car was kind of cool. He's like, thanks, boy, I've been waiting for someone to say that. So, yeah, sure, her... Gives him a crushing blow, but then there's a comedy bit, and then there's a nice uplifting beat at the very end as well. So, yeah, what more do you want? Do you think they put that uplifting bit at the end though, just to sort of soften the blow from her? Well, yeah, probably. You can't end the ep- you can't end a comedy episode on "I Have No Brother," but I <laughs> of the buffalo- I don't think there's an issue with them ending the character storyline. You don't think they would have, have ended no it with Grandpa? Nah, that would have been a little bit flat. It could have worked, but it's better having. But it- it's more that Grandpa getting back into the taxi isn't a big enough laugh to end on. And if you're not going to have a really hilarious laugh to end the episode... It's not funny, really. Like, it's funny. No, it's slightly funny, but it's it's not ha-ha funny. It's just yeah. a kind of... Like, it's, it's a little bit... I knew funny. it was going to happen kind of deal, yeah. yeah. So, if you don't have a really big laugh, then you need to have something touching or something poignant. And it kind of just wraps up the thing. And I always like it when you see Bart be sincere and genuine to Homer. And I yeah. think I've pointed out before, it's almost always when Homer is doing something stupid. The times that Bart really looks up to him are when Homer has just gone completely wrong. Except for the very first episode, where he's like, man, Dad, you must really love us to sink this low, when he's the mall Santa. I also thought it was one of the best touching moments yeah, between Bart true. and Homer. Yeah, that wasn't Homer doing anything stupid. But what it about was... dancing Homer, when he was really proud of him? Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> but a lot of the time, it's yes, when he does a lot something of the time. stupid. That's, that's two out of like a million examples. Um, I also wanted to mention, too, I saw it as a little bit of a, th- not a throwback, but it's very similar to from Lisa. She says, His life was an unbridled success until he found out he was a Simpson. It's like the uh, the Hungry of the Damned, 
Or was it Bad Dream? No, Bad Dream House. Bad Dream House, yeah. Yeah, where at the end she says he'd rather kill himself than be live with the Simpsons. Yeah. It's just a, a little cool throwback to that, I reckon. Yeah, similar. It's very much the same tone of Lisa being a little bit too old for her age. Yeah. Yeah. But d- d- I don't know. I just At this point, I don't like the Lisa character. I don't mind her. She's getting... Again, she's not... We haven't had much of her, really. Yeah, she's still the least fleshed out of the characters. But she... Again, I think Yardley is getting a little bit closer to what she wants that character to be with her performance with every episode. Maybe she's a... Is because she's not quite relatable yet because she's saying stuff that I don't feel now she's as intelligent as she is back in the earlier days. I think she's, well, she just back then seems more out of her skin in the sense that you wouldn't think an eight-year-old should be saying this and it comes across unrealistic. Still comes across that way, but I think she's less rub it in your face yeah. now, like than she, particularly homo- than she was in the first episode. Remember the one you got really annoyed with uh, when she says, no, thank you, I want to go to heaven. Well, that was smug. Yeah. That was real but smug. But she's been smug a few times already in the season so Yeah, far. but less about... That was more about moral righteousness. It's less about rubbing how intelligent she is in other people's faces, that which did come through in some of the earlier... Uh, particularly in season one. Did she really even need to say it? It's like, fuck off, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, whatever. That's yeah. part of what her character trait is. Yeah, yeah, that's it. All right, so final thoughts on the episode. I thought that um, it was a very relatable show in the sense that we can all imagine just what we'd do if we hung out with a really rich person. It'd just be great. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's, it, you know, great kind of fantasy wish fulfillment of how awesome life would be if that was you. If that was you. Yeah, if you had a chef that gave you pork chops twenty four hours, <laughs> well, that's actually what's the what's the craziest time you've ever eaten a full meal? Like three, four in the morning, easy. Yeah, my mate would call me up at like one o'clock in the morning and say, "Do you want to go play cricket at, at the uh, local petrol station, just in the car wash area?" Yeah, right. I'd be like, "All right, all right, sounds like so." Fun. Like five or six of us would just go play cricket outside, like from like two to four in the morning. Then we go get macas on the way home. Yep, nice. Yeah. I cook. Well, I I cooked chicken parmigiana, uh, vegetables and chips at. Four thirty in the morning, perfectly acceptable. On a <laughs> Monday, watching with my mate Tiger Woods and Rocco Medier in an eighteen-hole playoff, the, when they had to play off a full round um, to win the U.S. Open. Oh well, you need food to get you through the long haul. That was exactly it. We're like, we're not going to sleep. I'm going to need something here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, about four thirty was the perfect time for yeah. a, a second dinner. I then went to work at nine o'clock. Went, oh, I do not feel good about oh, this. Yeah, and went home. Not- yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Was it because the game was still going? No, it was finished, but okay. I just I was exhausted. Why did you even bother going to work at that point? Foolhardy stupidity. Yeah, I was like, I wanted to believe that I was younger than I was. At least you can admit it. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I could get through this. I had those moments a lot more often than not now. Yeah, that I feel like I'm still twenty years old. Yeah, and sometimes I stand there. When like I was sixteen, going all night without sleep was nothing. Nothing. Going out and just you know, I, I used to go out to town, walk home from town to Karai Village, which for the listeners at home that don't know Geelong to Karai, what would it be? Oh, took me about an hour and a half to walk, yeah, right? It's probably so, a 10, 15k walk. I was, I was drunk. I was, I'd was walk to work and then start working. Like, I'd leave my clothes at work the Saturday night, go out to town, then walk on, get changed, and get straight to work. Yeah. That that awful behaviour. I, I can't do that anymore. No, no. Now... Now because I'm off, uh, operating heavy machinery. Not not forward. It was a different work, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, now if I... I don't know. If I have five hours sleep... Instead of six and a half. All right, six I, and a half is about the minimum for me to be comfortable. I can get through with five hours, but my body starts saying, hey, dude, not for a while again, please. Yeah, yeah please cut it out. Stop doing this to I me. just forget that I'm 27. It's not old. Okay, don't get me wrong. It's not old, but it just feels old. I, yeah, like I've just noticed. Like the other day, my knee, it just hurt. <laughs> 
There was no reason for it. You know, you get an old when you feel like your knee's hurting because it's going to rain soon. Yeah. Like, ah, it's my knee's hurting. It's going to be raining. Exactly. Did I tell you about my grandfather? I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast. What is it? I was chatting to my granddad. He loves to play golf. And he did. He told me that he's done an ACL. Or not done his ACL, but he strained a tendon um, similar to the ACL. ACL's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. No, but the, the, it wasn't the ligament, but it was tendon running down the outside of his knee. Yeah. So, he's unable to play golf for a couple of months. I was like, oh, how'd you do that? Like, were you, you know working in the backyard were you playing golf and that was when you did it no no I was um, I was just having a coffee out in the country there and uh, went to stand up off the stool and mm, just went <laughs> just just went like, what a horrible life yeah. <laughs> like what happens to our bodies that just getting up can be enough to break you yeah that's not something to look forward to is it no <laughs> getting back to the episode so what were your final thoughts again I said that it was relatable I did, and I did like Danny DeVito. was DeVito's performance was great. Yeah, Danny DeVito's fantastic. I can't believe we left him out of the um, top 10. Well, we I did guess. one-time only characters, and he is a two-time character. No, no, guest cameos, guest celebrity voices. Uh, yeah, he could have. He probably could have slotted in for that. I forgot how good the performance is from start to finish, to be honest. Yeah, so did like, I. It's genuinely well acted. Danny DeVito is not phoning it in by any means. It's one of the things that I love about celebrity cameos in The Simpsons, that they never just coast they always come in and do a great job particularly and give a the early days anyway yeah yeah it must have been some really fantastic direction to just go yeah look we're a cartoon but we've got pedigree you can't just come in here and phone it in because it's going to sound like shit and we don't want that we want you to come in here and give us a performance you can't just pull a crusty <laughs> oh. hey hey it's like your mouth side show mail Sideshow Mel, Sideshow Mel. Okay, Krusty, we're ready to roll. That's <laughs> <laughs> right, that ends, isn't it? That's hilarious. What did we learn, Palmer? Alrighty, so uh, what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned, uh, we actually covered it. I was going to say I've learned that there's only 40 bucks worth of steel in an American car. Uh, that was my original one, but I've changed it. I've okay. changed mine to Herbert's a terrible businessman. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Certainly too trusting in family. Yeah, exactly right. A um, half family that he's never met before. It's just, like I said, there were so many clues throughout the episode. Dude... This isn't going to work. Yeah. What are you doing? It, it does make sense, though, that as an orphan, he would do that. He's grown he's up without family. a family. Suddenly, he's had family thrust upon them, and he wants to give them all the love that he never got to give and never had himself, much to his own detriment. We but- left out something, too. The classic Unky Herb. Oh, of course. Call me Unky Herb. There's a moment where Homer calls him Unky Herb. I was about to say, because when, when he's doing the Carl speech, the you are better than this, he's like, oh, Unky Herb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned Unky Herb, because one of my favourite things from The Simpsons, Unky Herb. Alrighty, so some trivia. I've got three questions again. Do you want me to start Ooh. off? Yeah, please do, because I've only got one this time. Alrighty, cool. Which company bought out Herb? Oh, I have no idea. Kumatsu Motors. Okay. Is that a reference to anything? I think Kumatsu is a brand. I will Google it as you're telling me your second question, or your first question. Okay, my question was, we obviously had McBain. Uh, now, there was a real movie called McBain that came out that l- they ran into some issues where they could use the character name McBain. Yeah, yeah. Originally, the movie, the Simpsons version of the movie, was also going to be called McBain, but they wouldn't allow them to do that because this movie was being released and they didn't want people to think it was a parody of that. So, that said, who played McBain in the Hollywood version of the film? Oh, I know, I know Walken was in the movie. Um, oh, I do know, but I can't. What is it? It was Walken. I was Walken. Christopher Walken I knew, as McBain. I knew Walken was in it. Oh, that's great. I Ever know. since I found that out, all I can picture whenever I watch Rainy of Wolfcastle is Christopher Walken playing that role. Oh, that should get him doing a Walken uh, impersonation. Uh, uh, yeah. Who do, who voices Wolfcastle? Um, Harry. Harry voices him. Okay. I imagine Harry could do a Walken, surely. Harry can do anything. Yeah. Harry can do anything. <laughs> Kamatsu is a brand. My eyes. The is goggles a, Kamat- do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, oh my god! How we have like a top ten list on Letterman? 
Yeah, yeah. Top the ten. top 10 McBain lines as read by Christopher yeah. Walken. It would be fantastic. <laughs> Komatsu Australia is a leading supplier of earth-moving equipment, parts and service for the mining, construction and utility markets. I don't know that Komatsu Australia were the ones that were buying him out, but okay. Komatsu Limited is the world's second largest manufacturer of construction equipment. All right. That'll do. <laughs> What's the address of Shelbyville Orphanage? Uh, was it 2430 or 1243? 2148. 2148. What street? Um, Central Avenue. Okay. And the last one. Across the street from the gas station. Yeah. Guys, I, I know landmarks. I don't yes. know street names. Oh, no. That was where it originally was, I think. That's okay. where the petrol station That's is true, now. Yeah. Maybe. I can't remember where I got the, the address from. But final question, trivia for this week, for the review of Brother, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Which bar fly was sitting behind Grandpa and Jasper at the cinema watching the McBain movie? Barney's the only barfly whose name I know. Yeah. It wasn't... Oh, you got Lenny and Carl. Yeah, Lenny and Carl are more co-workers than barflies. It was Sam. Okay. Sam. I don't know the guy that... You know the guy that's bald and he wears like the orangey jacket? Not him. Yeah. It's but Sam's the guy with the glasses and the green hat. Ah, that guy. Yeah. Okay. So cool. he was behind them in the cinema. So that's right. my trivia for this week. Well done. Very observant on yes. that one. Yes. I know. I noticed when we went back and rewatched it before. I was like, ooh, that's another question. I, can ah, I snuck that in at the end. I didn't watch the commentary, but I know Yeah, do you mind if we just watched the first five minutes? <laughs> I don't remember what happened. <laughs> Alrighty, so Going time. Through, that was why you had the microscope up. I should have. That should have been a giveaway. Yeah, exactly. Right. Time for the mailbag. Jamail! is here! Ooh. Yes, the mail is here. So much, again, coming in, uh, which is fantastic. And please keep the letters and questions coming in, guys, because it fills our hearts with love. And as people know, the ones that have written in, they will be fully aware that we do write back to everybody. Yeah, we do. Even when someone happens to accidentally post us a link to Ancestry.com, we'll still give you a reply. I was like, what the fuck is this? Anyway, thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cheers, Cormac. We love you. <laughs> uh, okay, so firstly, uh, we floated the idea of doing a Seinfeld podcast as something that... Just gauging the feeling of, of whether or not people would be keen on listening to us do that. Oh, they are. Yes, they would. So, <laughs> we've got yes votes from Marco Sullivan, Pat Rennick, Matt Villanueva, Jason DeVicentes, Kurt Wallace, Luke Nash. Probably, I don't actually know if he did, but I assume so. <laughs> uh, I'll do the same for Connor. I imagine that he loves us enough to just listen to whatever we're talking about. And as a side note, Felix King would also love to hear a movie podcast. Yes. What about Susan Eckert Pline? Did Susie Pline mention Seinfeld as well? I assume so. Okay. Okay, she'd probably be on board. She's yeah. one of the originals. Exactly. Um, <laughs> the FFD originals. Yeah, what I was thinking, if I was going to do another podcast, so it wasn't too locked into anything, would simply be, what did you watch last night? So, that could be anything. If I watched an episode of Seinfeld and that's what I want to talk about, then boom, I'll do that. If I've watched Speed for the 26th time this year, then I can talk oh, about co- Speed. In regards to movies, yeah, for sure. Yeah, or that. anything. Just yeah. movies, TV, whatever it might be. I, I spent 10 minutes talking to you before about the Neil deGrasse Tyson documentary series, Cosmos, A Space Time I'm not Odyssey. sure people want to sit down and listen to 45 minutes of that day. you would be surprised about how much traction <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson has in the States. Yeah, right. When, I, when we were in New York... He was promoed so goddamn hard. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know what the series was, but he had a new thing coming up. And it was kind of just this thing of like him doing this goofy little astrophysicist dance while in the background they're playing, What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty, mighty good man. That's glorious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Speaking of Susie Pline, by the way, uh, she wants to know how many other Adelaide listeners we have. Yeah. Now, n- people aren't always specifically saying where they're from, unless they're from Ireland. For There's a guy, Craig, from Adelaide, I know that because he goes to the Supernovas or whatever it is. Yeah, and, and we 
did have some uh, conversation about the footy with the uh, Adelaide fan a little while ago. Yeah, he was ripping on Hawthorne. Yeah, he was. Ha, ha, ha. But anyway, so if you are an Adelaide listener, um, give us a shout out and we'll pass your details on. You guys can have a meet-up, I suppose. There's yeah. probably not much else to do in Adelaide. I think somebody, um, I think Cormac wanted to know if there's anyone from Ireland as well. Yeah, C- Cormac's keen for catching up with a, for a pint. Uh, and chatting about the show. For the Adelaide listeners, I assume you can hang out near the mall's balls and or maybe head on down to Maslin's Beach, just get your gear out and chat about Four Finger Discount. Actually, that would be incredible. That would be a photo that I yes. would pay money to see. Because we have the guys from Germany who apparently c- catch a pint. Catch up talk- over a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Just in, in a brow house. Yes. Listening to Dando and Mitch, eh? <laughs> um, I don't know if Germans say eh. That was all going so well until I got to the very end. That was a Canadian in German. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she was also talking about seeing someone wearing, wondering if it was actually, if there is a fan because she saw someone wearing a t-shirt that I believe we shared. It had a photo of Lionel Hutz and it said Better Call Hutz, yeah. reference to Better Call Saul. Now, there's a guy that was like sending me heaps of links saying, you should share this one, you should share this one, you should share this one. I was like, thanks, man, thanks, man. Put them all up on that in that album, the Best Simpsons shirts. You should check it out on the Facebook page if you haven't already, facebook.com slash fourfinger discount. Mm-hmm. Turns out he designed them all. And then, yeah. and then when I said to the dude, hey... How about you send us some free shirts considering fucking like a million people have seen all these shirts we've been promoting? No reply. No reply? <laughs> like, like the comment and that was it. Come on, dude. I know. Come Just on, man. slip us something on the slide. I was getting out of bed at like two in the morning. You're sending me these things. I'm like, okay, sweet. I want to whack that up as soon as possible. I get out of bed at like two in the morning, put these pictures up. But promoting this stuff for free, no free shit. Uh, this is what the industry is built on. Oh, uh, man. We get freebies and we will say whatever you want us to say. Do you know who did give us freebies? We should plug them. Is yes. Rock Bottom sent us bang on banners. They run those things. They gave us a free banner. Yeah. What a fantastic gift to get for a Chris Kringle. Yeah. How good would that be? Yeah. Uh, what else are we moving on to? Oh, Jimmy Kennan has sent through his design for a sleeve tattoo. So he's working on a yeah, yeah, yeah. sleeve. I just wanted to give a shout out to you, Jimmy. At, uh, obviously, visual. Maybe we can get some of the photos up of that. Have we started a tattoo album yet? We haven't because the other pages are doing like they, put, they share tattoos and stuff. And I didn't want to steal their thunder, but maybe if we just create one album that yeah, has them all. Just a little one on the slide. Stuff that they've already shared. Let's make an album so people can just find them all at once. Yeah, we might do that. We'll yep. more there. So if you've got a Simpsons tattoo, send us a picture and we'll whack it into our Simpsons, Best Simpsons Tattoos album. Yeah. And final shout out that I've got, or final reply to a sort of letter, Andrew uh, Lothian. Lothian? Lothian. I, I've always screwed up this guy's name. It's Lothian. It's uh, Lothian, I think it was the way that was actually correctly said. Uh, he wants to know if you can put together a blooper reel. He'd be very interested in listening to a blooper reel. Now, I know that you're saving it, and at the expense of myself, you played me a clip the other day. of. Have you got that clip of me saying, um, four times in one sentence? Do we to play it now? Yeah. Um, it started with uh, Tom and I uh, were making some short films a little while ago under our uh, Monica Pantsless Magic Productions. Um, there you go. There's just a little sample of all of the work that uh, all of the cleaning up that Dando does. That's why this it takes why, me two days to edit a podcast. This is why I could never work in live radio <laughs> because <laughs> it just I start too many sentences without knowing how they're going to end. And I didn't realize I do say I'm um, sometimes, but because I've just been doing stuff in radio for so long. I've, it's just been trained out of me. Yeah. Because one thing they do in radio school is they, when you do your first show, they make you go back and they cut out- They smack you on the knuckles with no. every every time you say, um. They make you cut out the ums and then play them one after each other using like Audacity or whatever, just crop, chop, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then see how many seconds of your show was just you saying, um. Ouch. Like, my first one, I always remember, four minutes, 12 seconds of a one-hour show of me saying, um. Wow. Yeah. Um and ah. Uh, um and ah. Uh, ah. Uh, um, ah. Uh, four hour, uh, Four minutes and 12 seconds. You know the other thing, though, that- can help with radio. You generally only have to talk for five or six minutes at a time, and most good radio shows will have that five or six minutes mapped out. If I had something of a script 
going into it or dot points of what I'm going to say, then it's probably not going to be the same issue. Whereas here, I'm just freebasing. I know now when I'm editing, when you're going to say, um, you can it's, just see it through my speech patterns. When, when you say a joke, when you say the punchline, you go, but, um, I do that a lot. It yeah. annoys me. It's, 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 it's that classic, you're, you're saying, it's like a Woody Allen thing. It's like, hey, <laughs> just do that at the end of a joke. So if the audience doesn't laugh, you've kind of covered it and yeah. you can move on. It's such a hack thing. And I really, well, it's not a hack thing when Woody Allen does it. For me, it's a hack thing and I need to stop it. Well, well it's when I'm editing, I just, I'm just, I'm waiting for the but, um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the thing that a lot of comedians do right after saying something offensive. Yeah. Yeah. They drop it like, you know, uh, you know what they do a lot. They go, but anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. One thing I do, and I still do, and it really pisses me off when I edit, is I, I talk too fast. And it's when I get really excited about something. If I'm thinking, because in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, slow down, slow down, slow down. But sometimes I get so caught up in the moment that I'm talking a million miles an hour, and I'm thinking, fuck, how does Mitch even understand what I'm talking about here? Because I talk pretty quickly as well. Yeah, but nowhere near as fast as I just, One thing I've always done, even in just day-to-day life, is I talk just way too fast. Do we need to get a metronome in the uh, Torrent the Studios? <laughs> <Yeah>, maybe. <laughs> All right, we'll move into some questions now. Yeah, let's do it. Now that we've put each other down. <laughs> Dan Chalkley. Oh, I haven't even run the questions by you. Normally, we'll discuss the questions I before the start. Fuck here. now. So, this is going to have to be... Uh, I'm going to try and go for ones that would be a little bit easier to do off the top of your head. Dermot Sheridan, on the subject of tattoos, gun to your head. If you had to get a Simpsons tattoo, what would it be and why? When I was younger, I always wanted to get Duffman, and I don't know why. Now, I wouldn't. I just, Duffman was always my favourite just because of how ridiculous he was. Like, ooh, yeah. Just, he's always seemed happy. Yeah. I think I outgrew Duffman. He seems a bit ridiculous, a bit childish to me now. Gun to my head. What would yours be? I'm just trying to think. Mine was Duffman. I'd get Lard Boy on my ass holding his donut. Lard Boy. Uh, Lard Lad. Lard Lad, sorry. Lard Lad. I instantly Uh, thought of uh, Fat Bart. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be bang bang Bart. No, the, no, no, the, no. The, the, wash myself with a rag on oh, the stick. <laughs> no, yeah, the lard lad holding his donut. Uh, you can guess where the donut would be placed. So you want to utilize your body? Yes. Yeah. See, gun to my head. Like, how long do I have to choose? I just pull a gun to my head and say, "Get a Simpsons tattoo." Well, I did ask Dermot if this is a common method for tattooists <laughs> over in Ireland. I've always been a fan of silhouettes. I think I'd just get home, maybe home a silhouette. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Next question that we have today is. Peter Parker, not Spider-Man. his real name. I was so upset about this. When I, when I got a message from Peter Parker, I nearly jumped off my bed. Like, Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, Toby Maguire fucking yeah. with you. Not only that, I sussed out his profile and he's had the sense of humor enough to take a photo of himself in between, like he's in a little alleyway and he's jumped up. So he's got both of his feet so about down. a meter, not upside down, but he's about a meter off the ground with his hands on the wall and both of his feet ah, okay, on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, Peter Parker is not his actual name. He t- told he? me he's only going by Peter Parker to protect his secret identity. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to know, what essential episodes would you recommend to somebody who's never seen The Simpsons or doesn't get the show's appeal? What so, essential? What say? essential episodes? Essential, so not necessarily okay. the best or the funniest or the most touching, but someone's like, never watched The Simpsons, I don't understand, what's the big deal? He would point someone towards Bart versus Australia as like their introduction to the show. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. Not to put him down. No, that's if you want to do that, that's fine. For me, I'd, I'd try and find an episode that has a really emotional ending. Yeah, that just makes you hits you right in the feels. Like this you know? is why people care about the show. Lisa yeah. on Ice would be a good example. Lisa on Ice has a great funny story yep. all the way up, and the ending's just as good. Yep, that's true. I was thinking more. It would depend on the person, but if I was trying to showcase all of the different aspects of what the show does very well, I would go with Mrs. Lisa Goes to Washington. Yeah. In that it's got the father bonding, so there's some kind of touching moments. It's got dysfunctional family humour with 
uh, Bart and Lisa prank calling uh, Homer and having the wake up call set for ridiculously yeah. early in the day. I love that. Oh, Marge, go up. It's got some social satire and it's got political commentary as well. Um, I think that that episode really blends a whole bunch of different things and is funny as hell. Yeah. Just so the people at home listening just don't message us and say, oh, Mitch is fucked up. It's called Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington. Oh, it is called Mr. Lisa? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I always do get Just if someone doesn't listen, go, oh, I'm going to get them now. I'm going to tell them Well, I know that the movie is called uh, ooh, Mr. Smith. Sorry. <laughs> I almost <laughs> forgot his name. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Yeah. So, I just assumed they went with Mrs. Lisa. No, it's Mr. Lisa. Mr. Yeah. Lisa Goes to Washington. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So, was that the only question? Is, is that the second one? That's, was it? that's the second question. Yeah. Now, the third one, I've got, I wrote four down knowing that I would bring in three. Yep. Neither of these are going to be easy for you to name just, off the top just, of your head. Just go with it. We'll see what happens. Dan Chalkley. Yep. If you had to do any of Homer's many jobs, which would it be and why? Oh, God. You'd have to try and think of them all, wouldn't you? Mm. For what reason? Just because it's fun or because it's financially stable? Well, or? it's up to you. <laughs> that's what we'll save it for next week because that's not what I like to think about. Because that'll be one of those questions where I'll give an answer and then once we finish recording, I'm like, fuck, I wish I had said this instead. Yeah, true. Similar to the tattoo thing. When I'll be editing, I'll be like, oh, fuck, this would have been so much better to say. But yeah. yeah. We'll save that for next week, Dan. Call me crazy, yeah. and I've had a little bit more time to think yeah, about you've, it. Yeah, you've, you've planned your answer. I reckon I'd be a pretty good door-to-door sugar man. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> mostly because I would just have... Door-to-door sugar. KC and the Sunshine Band on a boombox with me all the time. I'm your sugar man. <laughs> That's what I am. What about sugar? Yeah, so many opportunities. All right, I'll save my answer for next week. All right, cool. What about if you had a song played by Sugar Ray? Every morning. Do people still know who Sugar Ray are? Who doesn't? Well, They're I reckon just... anyone born after 1995. Aren't they in the Scooby-Doo movie? Are they? There's one movie where they play a song. I think it's Sugar Ray. There's one movie where they play a <laughs> it's song. It's just one single Haven't movie. Haven't they had a good career? <laughs> All right. Well, given that you've, we've only had half an answer to that one, then we'll go with Luke McKay as well, who has written in asking, what is our favourite Marge line? Slash, if you had to name, if you had to create and name an itchy and scratchy character. No, oh, that's something to what think would about. Be. So, well. like manic mailman and those sorts of things. That's a, you can't just ask me off the top of my head. It's going to take me forever to think of a good one. You challenge um, me. You said just do it. We'll see just what do comes it. up All in right. my head. All right. So we're trying to brainstorm here. All right. Al, Al Jean's listening to us. He wants to. He's put yeah. us on the test. Exactly. He, he sent us in the question. This is actually Al Jean sent us in this question. It's, it's his pseudonym, Peter yes. Parker, Roger Myers <laughs> Jr. Oh, so what? What has been done? We've got dinner dog. That's <laughs> from a dinner dog. What animal should we go for? It's got to be something that creates havoc, and it's got to be alliteration. Something, Bashful badger. Something lizard? Because badgers are like fucking freak animals. Something koala. Killer koala. Killer that's, koala. That's pretty, that could work as well. Basic. Yeah, basic. But yeah, I reckon bashful badger, mostly for the fact that badgers will go nuts. They'll kill anything. Yeah. But then like you just get this really, really shy badger that's like always bunched up into a little ball and you got it. But when you back him into a corner, then something snaps. What about favorite Marge line? Favorite Marge line. Bart, you can't get away from me. I spend 23 hours a day here. Uh, I'm a big fan of... The doctor says, uh, like, I've started drinking half a glass of wine a day. I know the doctors say you should have one glass, but I just can't drink that much. (laughs) There's so many Marge lines. I don't know. What's another one that comes to the top of my head? This town is a part of us all. A part of us all. Part of us all. (laughs) I'm sorry to repeat myself. I just thought it was important. (laughs) And it worked because I always remembered it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a couple of Marge lines off the top of my head. You got one more you wanted to say before we let the listeners go? Uh, Before we let them go, what else is funny that Marge says... It's Marge and Homer, but don't turn on the light. Don't turn on the light. (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, that's a couple of answers for you. Who, who, who asked that question? Luke McKay. Luke McKay. There you go. Luke McKay. I hope he's satisfied. I put my phone answer. down, Luke. I hope I didn't get your name wrong. Just my now. iPad died as well, so I've got nothing. That's why you've gone a little bit flat. <laughs> yeah, it was Luke McKay. I've done it well. So those are our three questions for the week. Beautiful. Nothing else to mention from the mailbag? No shout outs? Nothing? I think uh, we got through it all. No, we can. Yeah, I think that is pretty much everything. So if you're listening, get more questions in, please. Yes. Yeah, and just like we said at the start of the episode, if you haven't rated and reviewed us in the iTunes store, please what do so. What the fuck are you doing with your It lives? really boosts us. Right? Like, I had no idea we had so many reviews. I was like, this is fucking awesome. What are we on, like 35, 36? Which isn't like that, that many, but I, last time I checked, we're on like six or yeah, seven. because you don't log in iTunes all that often. I never do. You're on, like, you don't bow down to the corporate masters. Yeah, yeah. but it really helps us, though, get noticed. We really want to boost up the iTunes rankings because if people type Simpsons podcast, we want to be the first thing that pops up. Yeah. Probably never going to happen, but it would. we want to get higher than what we are. I think we're like fifth, maybe fourth, something like that. Something like that. You know, my proudest thing is that so far, every review has been a five-star review. Yeah. No one's even gone, yeah, four, they're good, or even a three. I'd be like, three isn't bad, yeah. but everyone's like, I fucking love these guys. Yeah. Everyone's reviewed us at the very least. So if you don't, now this, this is going back to our early, early rules. Even if you don't like us, five-star review, negative comment. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, keep your reviews to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we don't get paid for this podcast, obviously. No, but I getting, get paid in stars. But getting good feedback like that, it's payment enough. Exactly. It drives doesn't, us forward. doesn't put food on our table, but yeah. it pays us in the heart. Exactly. It makes us feel special. We are working on ways to get paid. What is a good way to get paid besides the corner? Well, you've found and, and talked about patron before. Yeah. So there is... Uh, we'll throw this out. There's a, a website that you can use that, to donate to your favourite artists, basically. Would, would people pay a dollar a month if we did two episodes per week? I don't know. Would they? If we said, for example... We'll offer this free show that we do as normal and it'll always be free. Yep. And then we'll do a second show per week, but you only get access to it. I don't know. I feel kind of dirty if I do that. You only get access to it if you pay a dollar a month. Yeah, no. Look, I don't want to do that. I, I, I don't want to do hold that. content out. I want to say you can donate to us if you want to, maybe. Because yeah. I, I, I hate it when you say you only get this if you pay yeah, money. That's look, just complete, shit. Completely in your own terms. Plus, then I can still say it's a free podcast, so don't expect it to be good. Yeah. But um, it, it's I did it. That was a very much it. But um, uh, we, we we will still do the show regardless anyway. Like it's, of course we're not we doing will, this to get but paid. It's just you know, look if you if you want to, if you want to help a brother out. You Dando know- spends a sh- an inordinate amount of time working on this. I do. I spend. A fraction of the time. We'll talk about the splits later. And I mean, 60-40 my way, that'll be fine. I'll, I'm happy to accept that little. But when it comes to money, always 50-50. You just need to do more articles. <laughs> I was actually going to try and back out of any commitments, but I say, Dando, you take 60, 65%. That's fine. I'm happy with 35 You do more work. The only reason... Now, I don't know about you... But whenever I'm talking about the podcast to people outside of like my family or whatever. Which like I do work. so often now, by the way. Yeah, so I keep, do I. It's, it's like I've had a son and I'm that annoying person that can't uh, just weave it into every conversation. Like I went to the supermarket the other day. Yeah. And they're like, how's your day going? Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, I, I had to get up early. I had this thing. What thing? I was just interviewing an animator that works on the show. I told uh, so many of, people of about The Simpsons. And like, oh, what do you mean interviewing? I'm like... I have this podcast. I don't know. Do you like The Simpsons at all? Oh, you do? Look, jump onto the website. And <laughs> yeah. It's just, I get told or get asked so many times when I'm talking about the podcast. So, when are you getting paid for it? And I'm like, oh, we're not getting paid. Oh, okay. Well, what's the point in doing it? I'm like, well, because I fucking enjoy doing and it. And people enjoy us doing it. Yeah. Like, why do you go fucking shooting? Because you enjoy doing it. Do you get paid to do it? No. It's just, I don't know. But people just think doing anything in the entertainment industry, not in the entertainment industry, but anything like this, oh, you must be getting paid for it. Yeah, not yet. Uh, but I mean, part of it as well is, I mean, a lot of other people that host podcasts are already successful performers and entertainers and it's yeah. kind of something they do on the side, whereas well, we're trying to go the other way and break into it a little bit. One thing I got told and it always stuck with me with radio, particularly commercial radio, the guy told me, 
the only way to make good money in radio is to be somebody outside of radio. Yeah. So if you're just on the radio, it's very rare that you're getting paid, particularly in Australia. In the yeah. States, you get paid shitloads. Howard Stern, different story. Yeah, it's States is digital radio. Maybe that's different. what we need. Maybe we need to get like one Simpsons star or celebrity on a Sibian machine in the office yeah. once a week. Yeah, that'd, that'd be fine. Mandy G. Exactly. Call him up. <laughs> and watch the fucking views come in. Yeah. Uh, because, but yeah, we just want more and more people. So we'd really appreciate it too if you just share with your friends. If you know you've got friends that like The Simpsons, just send them the link and see if they like it. If they don't like it, that's fine. But if they do like it, they'll keep listening. Just, yeah. The more listens, the better for us. Yeah, exactly. You don't like- even have to listen to it. Just subscribe to it. Yeah. <laughs> just make your computer download every episode. Just use your data. That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. Share it. Listen to it, please. Like This is this is what the Facebook page exists for. Everything yeah. else is secondary to this, realistically. Yeah. Uh, but it, I'm sure people would find stuff to like it. Like, my dad listens to this, and he doesn't really like The Simpsons or me all that much, but he still finds it entertaining. I still think it's cool that we've inspired people to do podcasts purely from this podcast. Yeah, I know. Imagine if we were good. Yeah, one thing I've noticed people sending in is they say how cool it is that we interact so well with our listeners. Yeah. And that's something we really pride ourselves on. Yeah, from the very early days, we were like, when people write in, if they take the time to see us, we can take the time to talk back to them. Just want to reiterate, if you want to speak to us, you've got a question for us, you want to tell us anything about yourself, whatever, just tell us that you like the show, just tell us anything, message the Facebook page, it's the best way, facebook.com slash discount. Guarantee you within a day, well, within a few hours even, depends if we're at work or if we're asleep yeah. or whatever, we will write back to you as soon as we read it. Yeah. If you're a sort of gentleman that gets drunk of a weekend and sends random dick pics and out to people. <laughs> exactly. Not every dick pic gets a response. I guarantee a dick pic coming through at our page at the very least is going to get a lazy thumbs up just so we keep our reply stats up. And there is no better way to boost your own self-esteem than by someone giving you thumbs up after seeing your dick. But dick pics always make me feel bad about myself. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like I said, message the page, facebook.com slash fourfinger discount. If you're listening to this show, I'm pretty much guaranteed. Probably, <laughs> probably if I've just invited dick pics. <laughs> if we get a dick pic, man, I will not be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> we all, who's going to send a dick pic? Cormac? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into dick pics. All right, we're, we're, we're babbling now. It's hot. We're going to have the podcast, a little special one we're going to record after this. So, any final words, Mitch, before we let you, the listeners go? Nah, mate. i got to go get a drink. It's In- been fun. See you later. Bye, guys. Shh.